Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group and our toll-free number 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. And uh, man, what another day. March Madness just, it's going to continue through every last day of this month. Uh, and today is believe in fantasy uh that is what's happening in the the paper markets today uh news was breaking oh yeah russia and ukraine there's gonna be peace or well unfortunately nothing could be further from the truth the russians got a little smarter they've backed off of kiev they weren't going to be able to to take the city they've been actually been pulling back from kiev for uh for about four or five days now. And you saw articles yesterday. I, I didn't actually, I, I wasn't paying enough attention. But uh, yesterday after I got off the show, you, you saw these articles. Oh, Ukraine takes back key suburbs and all this stuff. And Russia's on the run. Uh, well, it was all by design. And again, this thing isn't going anywhere. Matter of fact, it took, uh, I want to say it was the State Department this morning. To, I, I guess they saw all the headlines, and they had Jason. They had to come out and say, "Okay, calm down." Right? Russia's not giving up anything; they're just pulling back. And uh, I, I find it nothing more interesting than a huge, huge, huge buying opportunity. If you can buy gold for under twenty three hundred dollars an ounce, it's going to be a, a great day. And today you can buy it uh, for even uh, less than it was yesterday. Uh, gold's off about thirty bucks right now, nineteen ten, nineteen eleven, back down to that support level. Uh, Crude oil still at a hundred, but crude oil is down like five bucks. And they're simply just, they don't want to face the reality. That's okay. Because it doesn't change the reality. Matter of fact, today in the bond market, we got pay attention. The seven year note, the five year note, the three year note are now yielding more than the ten year note. Uh, the two year note. We're about one basis point away, a little over one basis point away from being what the bond market would call fully inverted. Uh, no, I'm not talking about Tom Cruise and Goose flipping off a Russian pilot. No, that's not what I'm talking about. The bond market is saying, and, and this is a classic telltale sign, uh, that something is broken in the system and the bond market is saying, hey, when this is all said and done, Jason, it's going to be ugly. And, and this is a typical Wall Street reaction. We're going to pretend that it's not happening and we're going to pretend that this fake narrative is, is somehow uh, playing out when it actually isn't. Yeah, that's that's right, Joe. I mean, uh from the White House, it's it's democracy versus autocracy. He said it many, many times, and he said this before uh, the Russian war with Ukraine, uh, and now recently it's from the White House. You know, after after you know Biden babbles on, you know, and sort of says the same thing. Uh, he said this this will not this war will not be between uh, democracy and autocracy it will not be weeks or months. He just flat said it, and and, and in the press briefings. Will will not be weeks or months. This war uh, of autocracy versus democracy. So, 
and then inverted. I, didn't we hit inverted yield curve sometime yesterday for a little while, Joe, or is it is we're still kind of on the balance? Well, and again, so every time we see a lot of headlines, so the first time we saw an inversion headline, it was the seven-year note. Uh, the next time it was the five-year note. Yesterday it was the three-year note. Uh, so that that two-year note now. Uh, any day now. Matter of fact, like the, the here's the funny part: the ten-year note's at two four four now, and and of course Jay Powell's already on record of listen, we're going to get fifty basis points at the next meeting, fifty basis points at the following meeting. Uh, but but again, uh, with the bond market, when it does this, what does it mean? That shorter term yields paying you more than longer term. In other words. The the bond market is saying right now, three years from now, five years from now, seven years from now, there's going to be a lot of trouble. And and I got a I have a feeling that whether it's whether it's the end of this week, next week, the two year note is going to say the same thing. Uh, I think trouble is brewing. Uh, this is an overinflated market, and, and by all accounts uh, created by a hyper ultra loose monetary policy. Let's call idiocracy policy. Uh, and again, uh, we can argue whether it's by design or not, but but the realities are uh, it's just another guarantee that the digital currency is coming. Uh, by the way, uh, conference board stuff. We, you know, again, the the Wall Street watches this stuff. Future expectations. So how's the future looking? Uh, is now the lowest since February of 2014 and, and really is getting awfully close now to where we were in 2007, 2008, 2009. Uh, these are very, very accurate predictors. Uh, especially when it comes to the bond market uh, as to what's going to happen. So we're we're not quite fully inverted yet. Uh, full inversion, you got to get the two-year note to yield more than the 10-year note. Uh, but, but yesterday it was the three-year note uh, that now has fully inverted. So we got one thing left to go. And if you don't think so, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, apparently... Uh, what Saudi Arabia has been saying the last several days, the market just doesn't care. I'm going to tell you right now, it better start because there's more bad news for them in food prices. Fertilizer, new all-time record highs. I'll tell you all about it next. 800 I'm going to cover about four or five things really quickly uh, as we, as again, the inflation issue. I know that, uh, you know, Wall Street wants to be on fantasy land. That's okay. That's great. They've been on fantasy land for a long time. I mean, uh, all we need is Mr. Rourke and Tattoo will be all set, right? I mean, uh, uh, maybe we could have, uh, you know, Will Smith give, give some bitch slaps out there, or, uh, and, and get them all, but eventually, None of the issues are going away anytime soon. And matter of fact, I, I've got a bad feeling next week is going to take a dark, dark turn. Uh, Russia has more bond payments due, uh, and if if they're if the EU is not going to pay for gas and rubles, all you know what is going to break out. But very quickly, 
uh, General Motors saying, yeah, that chip supply problem. You know that problem that was supposed to be over, uh, I don't know, almost two years ago now? Uh, apparently not over. Uh, they are closing their plant in Fort Wayne, Indiana for the next two weeks. Well, the first two weeks of April saying that uh, the plant was running three shifts a day. So here's a plant running 24 hours a day. Chevy Silverados, uh, GMC Sierra pickup trucks uh, saying that uh, they have run out of chips again and they're going to be shutting for the next several weeks. Morgan Stanley says sorium, soaring lithium prices, which, by the way, hit a new all-time Record high lithium carbonate now seventy four. I don't mean to laugh. Seventy four thousand dollars a ton. And to give you perspective, to give you perspective, in August of last year, so you know that's not that long ago, six months ago, lithium was twelve thousand per ton. It's now a new record high of seventy. 4,000 per ton. Of course, lithium, uh, run, you know, one of the major components for all of these electric vehicles. And, and of course, the lithium battery, which prices have declined on lithium batteries for, for probably the last 10 years as they've, you know, gotten better at making them. Uh, all of a sudden now has reversed course. Tesla, has already raised vehicle prices twice in the last month. Uh, and, of course, the two big components, lithium and nickel, uh, which we already know nickel uh, hitting all-time record highs. Cotton, yes, cotton futures uh, continuing to soar up almost 10% in the last three trading sessions alone. Uh, and saying now the cost of clothing uh, is going to be rising all through the summer and winter. They're saying the price of cotton still has a long way to go. They're saying cotton's probably going to rise another 40 to 50% before it's all over. But, Jason, the big news of the day, fertilizer prices. They've risen another 43%. This is a, a nitrogen fertilizer ammonia. Now $1,625 per metric ton. That is now an all-time record high. By the way, this index that trades fertilizer has been around for just 30 years or so, Jason. Yeah, that's going to be a big problem. We know we've been talking about food shortages, and that's going to make that much worse. And here's the thing: it's is this year is supposed to be pretty bad, but that what's going to happen by next year? It's it's all about what's going to happen next year. So, and I want to go back to cars just for a minute. Some of these car dealerships, you know, here's some of the stuff they're doing, Joe, uh, in this inflative cycle because sticker price for uh, for new cars is a problem because the manufacturer sends it out there, and you, there's not much these car dealers can do. And there's two things they're doing, Joe. They're offering brand new cars for last year's or two years ago price. Some of these cars are coming to the dealership <clears throat> with half of their electronics not working. And the idea is you can bring it back to the dealership in a year or two and uh, pay for all the uh, your stuff to be turned on because the chips will then 
will be put inside. So, like, if you have the uh, wireless uh, phone charger, well, the chips aren't available for that. So you, you, you buy the truck, no wireless phone charger, some of these other things aren't working because the chips aren't ready. But you can bring it back in, and then, of course, you end up paying the higher price. The other thing they're doing, Joe, which is crazy, you get two guys from two different dealerships, and they know they can sell this this SUV for like 60 or 70 grand, but the, the sticker says 50. Well, one car dealership guy sells it to the other car dealership guy for the 50, and then he sells it back for 52. Now it's a used car, and uh, that the dealer that sold it for 50 and got it back, he can sell for 60 or 70 in that big that big markup because it's a used car, Joe. These are the things that are going on with cars. It's it's insane. Yeah, and I mean the whole thing is just nuts, uh, you know. And now fertilizer, fertilizer, just, man. Just to give you perspective on food, fertilizer prices go back to the nineties, almost without exception. Now there's a few cases. Uh, remember, in '08 we had that big spike in oil, uh, and there was a one another spike in oil. And it was like 2013 or 2014, not as big as the 08 spike. Right. But you throw out the spikes. Because the spikes, uh, they never lasted very long until now. You were talking fertilizer prices 1995, 2000, 2005, 2010, 2015, 2020. It's a lot of years. That's like 25 years where the fertilizer price was about $200 a ton. And and there would be moments in there outside of spikes. You, you could get to 400 a ton. That was, and again, not for very long. We're now talking about Sixteen hundred and twenty-five a ton. That is eight hundred percent higher. That's not five percent or ten percent or twenty percent. That is eight hundred percent. And and again, uh, if you've been listening to this show at all, uh, obviously fertilizer uh, the biggest of the price spikes, but as our our wheat farmer from Kansas was telling us, uh, everything from Roundup to tractor parts to combines is absolutely through the roof. And, and this is going to be the big problem. And, and, and again, a couple of 50 basis point rate hikes, Jason, don't fix this problem. That's right. We we uh had you know we we, we covered it last year when when China was buying massive amounts of grain just storing tons and tons of grain kind of makes you think they were uh, they were uh, looking at this a lot more seriously in a timely fashion than we were you know as the fed was ignoring inflation china was buying grain like crazy uh fertilizer another you know it's a storable item you know it's not like it goes bad immediately so when uh when when things get economically bleak worldwide hoarding happens you know they'll tell us not to hoard joe yeah don't don't go to the store and, and hoard anything don't protect yourself long term but these these uh, these big governments and countries they're uh they're, they're doing it joe and uh, america is not yeah well you know what you bring up a uh, liquefied natural gas china just in the last year has doubled uh the purchases uh, of liquefied natural gas uh because i think they know what's coming and they're being prepared for it 
How about, so I've been warning you about Saudi Arabia. By the way, I haven't confirmed it, uh, but Zero Hedge is reporting it. The relationship with China and Saudi Arabia seeming to get closer and closer. Uh, and there's rumors out there now that both countries may be selling treasuries. We'll see. Again, that would be a precursor. Why would they sell treasuries? Because they're getting ready to trade oil in renembis, and so they don't need those dollars. But Saudi Arabia was out today saying that they will likely be boosting oil prices in its main crude variety to a record high. So you sit there, you know, right now oil's $102 today. And, and, and down, listen, the last two days, oils, or crude oil's down like $13, all of it on fake news. None of it's true. Saudi Arabia is saying, hey, our primary blends of oil, and these are the oils that are, are the most easy to refine, uh, not only are we not lowering the price, and again, once again, we don't care what the paper, paper oil can say whatever it wants. We're going to raise our prices to all-time record highs. Uh, they're saying that uh, Saudi Aramco officials say the selling price of its key Arab light crude is going to increase by $5 a barrel for May-loading cargoes. Uh, the increase would be bring the overall differential between the paper gold price or I'm sorry, the paper oil price to the actual oil price to almost $10 a barrel. Uh, and I'm going to say this, like I said, I've been doing this 20 years. I've never, ever seen anything like this. Joe, it's interesting. Uh, you brought up treasuries right before you, right before you got into that. Uh China's been selling U.S. Treasuries uh, in a high volume. You know, they're, they're kind of selling two to every one they're purchasing. They've been really liquidating. In Russia, they sold a bunch of their Treasuries. They're almost Treasury-free. But Saudi Arabia, the last couple of years, they're the ones that have been threatening it. Just th they haven't really gone full into it. So why do I have the feeling that uh, Russia-China is like, hey, if we can get Saudi Arabia to start dumping and we uh, strike up an oil deal with them, you know, kind of game over, right? Yeah, and this is something, again, and I've been making a big deal out of what's going on with the UAE and Saudi Arabia. Something isn't right. Yesterday, uh, the UAE minister was out saying, hey, listen, OPEC doesn't get involved in politics and essentially, hey, Joe Biden, stop asking us. We're going to do what's best for us and not what you want us to do, and there's no oil output hikes coming. Today, Saudi Aramco, Saudi's largest oil producer, you know, it's the big oil company there, says, hey, you know what, we're going a step further. You know, starting in May, so one month, because it's the 29th of March. We're a month away. At another $5 a barrel above the paper price, that makes it, $10 above paper price for our crude, and that's going to start in May. And, and again, uh, that's going to be the prime, you know, 
kids get out of school, prime driving season, uh, don't be shocked. You thought 450, 460, 470 was a lot. Don't be shocked if that gets a lot closer to six, Jason. Yeah, if you follow uh, uh, California's prices, because that's where everybody follows too. I mean, there there are some crazy prices in in California for for uh, gas. So we're we're heading that direction. Six dollar a gallon gas is uh, it almost seems like it's assured by this summer, Joe. You know, maybe there's something to this the Saudi China uh, treasury yeah. thing. Yes, there is. The secu- well, listen, this was this happened yesterday. I didn't put it together until literally right as you were talking just two seconds ago. The Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, yesterday proposed two new rules that would force more trading firms to register as dealers and be a part of the U.S. Treasury market. Now, of course, the SEC puts a spin on it. Hey, we, we're going to make more firms register as dealers, so they got to open their books to us. I'll tell you what it I think it really means. Is there a liquidity problem in the Treasury market? I can almost guarantee you there is. 800 uh, I got gold down... T- 27, which is way off the lows here, 1913. I think Kitco's got it down like eight. But either way, the price is still the same. Uh, buy this dip. This is fantasy land. Uh, this is, uh, you know, make believe and fairy tales. This is a, a Disney movie. Uh, at the same time, warning signs are flashing everywhere. Uh, we talked about the inversion in the bond market. Go back to when we've seen these inversions in the past. 87. 2001, right? The tech bubble. The housing market crash. The financial crisis. Right? This is when we see these things happen. We briefly saw it. When the Fed had to remember when the Fed was doing the quantitative tightening, and then all of a sudden they had to stop. We saw it then as well, and it's doing it again. And it's a clear indicator of what you need to do. And you can always see uh, gold always moves uh, when these things come to fruition. And and now this morning we're looking at a, think about what we just talked about. OPEC. And primarily Saudi and UAE said, you know what, not only are we not increasing production, which, again, to me, argues they can't, right? Why wouldn't you at a hundred and some dollars a barrel just produce all you can? Which I think maybe they are. But not only are we going to work at lowering the price, we just raised it $10 above this. Whatever you say the paper price is, yeah, go add ten bucks. That's that's what we're gonna do. How about that? We talked about for what at least the last week or two, right, Jason? About news about how China and Saudi Arabia may be all of a sudden working on 
selling oil in something other than dollars. Saudi Arabia has never done it since 1974. Saudi Arabia hasn't sold one barrel of oil for anything other than dollars. And now today, there's rumors that China and Saudi may actually be working together in selling treasuries. At the same time, yesterday, after the markets closed, the SEC proposed more new rules. And remember, these don't get voted on by Congress, right? We know the latest rule, right, is, is all has to do with the, uh, what is it, the ESG crap. But now the SEC is looking to get more firms to have to register as dealers in the U.S. Treasury market. The head of the SEC says, I'm pleased to support this proposal because I believe it reflects Congress's statutory intent that firms engaging in important liquidity-providing roles in the security market, which includes the U.S. Treasury market, must be registered with the commission. And essentially uh, what they said was, well, you know, we got all these uh, high-volume trades. These They're calling them algorithm-based trades, which pretty much all Wall Street is. It's all computer trading. But those firms that have at least $25 billion of trading volume in the U.S. debt markets in at least four of the prior six months. So think about this. $25 billion is nothing. I mean, you're talking about uh, the United States sells well over a trillion dollars a month in debt because they got to roll over old debt. They've got to sell new debt. So a pretty small threshold. Firms that manage less than $50 million, which is, that's pretty much, you're not even a firm uh, anymore, are not subject to the new rules. Uh, they're saying that the... The uh, the big thing here is it's going to uh, affect broader market liquidity because what they're worried about, Jason, really simply put, we've seen it. I'll use nickel. Nickel's the biggest example. When markets become illiquid, all of a sudden, could you see treasury yields, instead of jumping one or two basis points, actually jump one or two full points in a matter of minutes. I think all that's possible, Joe. And, and Saudi Arabia's got to be thinking if we're going to break uh, break our petrodollar uh, deals with the United States, they, they want to make sure there's a soft landing because they, they got to feel uneasy about uh, moving in any direction because it's not like Saudi Arabia has a whole lot of options besides oil, right? Yeah, that is their economy, right? We all know that. And... and and I think the biggest thing here is it seems like, and again, it adds up that the SEC, the Treasury markets, uh, we've talked about Treasury market flows a lot in the past. They're starting to become illiquid. In other words, there's not enough buyers, period. And what happens when there's not enough buyers when we're talking about the bond market? Really simply put, rates go up. 
it's kind of funny what's yep, happening yep. in the mortgage market. I mean, the 10-year note is rising. Yeah, that's true. And rates are going higher. But now you're talking uh, mortgages have now hit 5%. They're going up significantly higher than, than what the, uh, the Treasury market has been doing. And again, Jason, I got to believe, right, it's a liquidity problem. One of the biggest buyers of mortgage-backed securities was the Federal Reserve itself. And now that that buying's gone, these rates are starting to spike. Right. It, it's kind of what happens when a Ponzi scheme starts to fail, Joe. There's just too much. There's there's just too much U.S. Treasuries out there, and not enough uh, demand for it. And so people are going to start. It's going to come back here. It's all that stuff's going to come back here. All those dollars are going to come back here, and that's why the inflation. The inflation we see now. I, I hate to say, it, but it's just like nothing. I just I feel like by the end of this year. Uh, the rest of the country that's sort of trying to say, well, you know, hey, ignore it, it'll go away, that they're not going to be able to ignore it anymore, Joe. That's that's what's getting ready to happen. It, it's not going away. It's not going away. Uh, and, and, again, I think uh, the biggest news today, and, of course, you don't hear it, right? The only headline they wanted you to believe was somehow Russia and Ukraine were breaking through peace talks uh, because Russia had pulled back from, from Kiev. Uh, and, and I'm telling you right now, uh, there's been no progress there. All Russia's doing is, okay, man, we're getting, you know, let's face it, they were getting their butts whooped because they were spread too thin. They're going to consolidate it all. The real news of the day came out of Saudi Arabia today saying oil prices are going to be at new record highs, and we're going to help you out with a big price increase. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 592 uh, $20 gold. Uh, these are one ounce pre-1933. And as you know, everybody out there that's ever listened to us, why do we like old gold better than, than bullion, better than the new gold, better than foreign gold, better than uh, gold bars? The answer is really simple. It's the most private way to own gold. You can buy it, sell it, trade it. No 1099s. Uh, from us whatsoever uh, you're kind of on your honor uh, and we think especially with the digital currency coming privacy is going to be the most important thing uh, one through nine we do a volume deal here one through nine 2255 I mean think about it uh, on Friday we were at 23 and a quarter gold's off 40. Eight dollars from Friday's close. Not even really, maybe forty-six dollars, but still, let's call it fifty bucks. It's all fifty bucks. This is what seventy dollars less than that. So you're 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 gaining here. Ten through nineteen at twenty-two forty-five. If you buy twenty or more at twenty-two thirty-five, so almost a hundred dollars less than Friday. On a less than a fifty dollar drop in gold, so twenty dollar gold pieces one through nine twenty two fifty five ten through nineteen twenty two forty five twenty or more twenty two thirty five very quickly uh, on the two year note is at two three eight the ten year note is down to two four two. Uh, so we're we're almost about only a half a basis point away 
from the bond curve fully inverting. And again, uh, this is the warning sign. When you sit there and you say, well, where are the warning signs? Uh, this is this is probably the biggest one of them all when the bond market uh, starts saying, hey, guess what? When we go fully inverted, that means uh, the central bank has really screwed it up, Jason, and there's not a lot of alternatives other than more than likely. It hasn't happened every single time, but almost every time this happens, recession comes within a year. And the last time uh, was, what, 2006, right? Well, you had that. So the last time when you had these things, like I said, we had a brief inversion. It didn't last very long. It was very brief. Uh, when the Fed had to save the Treasury market, uh, what was that, 2019, right, right before the COVID problem? It did it for a second, but the Fed just came in with all this liquidity. But if you go back, 87, the tech crash, the housing bubble, then, of course, the financial crisis, uh, every one of those instances, this is the same scenario that we got. And, and now this time around, Jason, it's doing it all over again. And this is exactly what I told you. We're going to have sky-high inflation. The Fed's going to be raising rates into a recession. And then I think, unfortunately, what the bond market is saying is we're in for a rough landing. And, and could we be, and I, and I think it's going to be, this is going to be, like the next Great Depression, uh, worse than the financial crisis. And I think uh, at that point, that's when everything changes in the digital money and the revamping of banks and all that stuff, Jason. Right, and uh, something that you can uh, give a comparison to, because 2006, that's when things got really crazy in 2007, 2008, 2009 with the housing crash, and that was a bad one. That was a bad one, which has basically led to this one. What was the debt in 2006, and what was the inflation? Both those situations were much better. They weren't good. Once inflation or uh, Yeah, well, you debt. think about what was the debt. The debt was barely... Uh, it wasn't even was $10, it trillion. 10 trillion. No, it wasn't no, even 10. No, because... Wasn't Obama, it 8 or 7? Yeah, Obama came in, I think, yeah, it was right at or around uh, t- uh, 10, $10 trillion when, when Bush doubled it. And uh, so, yeah, it was like 7, $7 trillion, Joe, maybe 8 and 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 the 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 inflation was their regular little two percent by their number. Can you imagine how bad this this thing is going to be this time with the inflation and, and the and the debt? Yeah, you bring up some great points, right? So so now the debt is I don't know thirty some trillion, right? Let's not count you know. And again, count the Fed's balance sheet because it counts. It's forty trillion. Uh, then then on top of that, inflation. Forget about two percent. Five uh, percent. We've got double-digit inflation, and I don't expect that to end. Even well, the economy, even now, right? There's a very, I would say, it's a fifty-fifty chance that first-quarter GDP could be negative this year. We could already be there and not know it. While they're outside, this is the strongest economy the world has ever seen. That's usually a good indication of things are about to end, isn't it? Though, Jason, that's right. I mean, everything that we're everything we've been dealing with ever since even coronavirus, and in 2019 when the uh, the repo markets were, were falling apart, and you just said you you just mentioned it, the uh, the uh, temporary uh, inverted yield curve. Then uh, it just it just feels like Joe, they're uh, they're, try, they're trying to plug so many holes in the bucket, but the bucket's getting ready to explode, and uh, they want to just time it in in whatever. Whatever time frame is convenient for them, right, Joe? And this war in Russia, by the way, 
uh, it's almost like it has to be happening at this point in time because uh, you were talking about uh, you know a percentage points in hours or in a couple of days instead of a, uh, a tenth of a point or two tenths of a point. You talk about full percentage points in, in, a, in a crazy situation. Well, you got to have a have to have some really crazy emergencies ready and loaded for that, so that you have some cover, right, Joe? Like something blowing up in Ukraine. Yeah, and again, I think that uh, are we going to see uh, a, a huge? I'm really worried. It's an oil shock, or Russia shuts the gas. If Russia shuts the gas off, that's I don't even want to think about that. But outside of that. Uh, the, the wrong, uh, drone, you know, from Yemen hits the wrong place. A major hurricane here in the United States hits the wrong place. And all of a sudden, we're, we're living in a world I don't think most people are prepared to deal with. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour, we're gonna be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, uh, volume discounts here on $20 gold, uh, gold's down. Uh, now $25. Again, I think it goes, like I said, $7, something like that. The price is the same though. Uh, 1914, 1915 here. Uh, it, boy, a close above 1920 would be fantastic today. Uh, silver down 45 cents here, uh, $24.70, and none of it matters. I mean, silver's turning, the, the oil market's now turning into the silver markets. Uh, where uh, the spot silver price is completely irrelevant. Uh, silver per- silver slowly rolling in. Uh, I think we're going to be caught up on most of our silver stuff at the end of this week, early next week. Metals plans, they're about done. Uh, they're about done. They'll be totally done uh, this week. Uh, volume discounts on 20s today. Uh, I can't even tell you right now. The, this is a gift. Uh, one through nine, twenty-two fifty-five. Ten through nineteen, twenty-two forty-five. Twenty or more, if you have the means. What a what a great break this is. Twenty-two thirty-five at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Tenth ounce gold eagles. We've had a fifty-dollar pullback. They're going to be five bucks less today. Two hundred and fifty dollars. Buy fifty or more, a roll or more. They're going to be at two forty-five. We got about four rolls left uh, at this price, and then unfortunately, our main source will be out. Then you got to go to the backup source, and, and we're looking at a price difference. It's kind of crazy. Uh, it's like twenty. Twenty twenty-five dollars more. So, uh, tenth ounce gold eagles uh, been really, really popular, especially with the coming of digital money. Uh, two fifty, fifty or more, two forty-five. Uh, so, just great opportunities all over the place this week in the gold market, Jason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it never, you know, it doesn't matter what what's going on, uh, coronavirus or the war in Ukraine, or you know, the inflation. It doesn't matter. Uh, what's pushing gold up, and gold's going to continue to go up. It's never going to go up constantly, every single day, straight up. So there are times, uh, you know, which, which you know, a lot of people, you know, hey, I need to put this money together. You got your own you know, finances, and then like, okay, I'm ready to buy. But sometimes you wait a day, or you wait a couple of days. This is this is the day you're waiting for. This is this is kind of like the day you're waiting for when when it, gold pulls back, you know, to a support level. 
uh, lower, you know, higher lows. We've been seeing higher lows in gold. So when it does come back, it sort of bounces off of a, a higher level. And uh, you know, yeah, if you, if you can uh, cash in whatever it is, to, you got that inheritance coming in or whatever it is, you can get twenty of these gold pieces at uh, twenty two thirty five. Is, uh, is it's a great way to buy in when twenty three fifty is is you know the price that we're looking at in the near future, Joe. Yeah, I'm just looking at some other headlines here. Uh, one of the biggest uh, traders of junk bonds just dumped three billion dollars. Uh, out of the high yield bond funds. Uh, by the way, this is the seventh straight, uh, decline in money available. This liquidity problem. Now this isn't, you know, this liquidity, this isn't the treasury market. This is the junk bond market, uh, that's gonna push these spreads. And this is the problem here. Uh, cause where does the trouble always lie? The trouble always lies in the riskier stuff. And, and unfortunately, because of what the Fed was doing, these risky companies were able to borrow money for next to nothing. And now all of a sudden, these yields are starting to explode. Uh, it's gonna just, it's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on the house of cards. Relieve some of that with some gold today. 800 951 592. 